Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are going to discuss Cemetery Boys. And this is actually our pick for Dia de los Muertos, also known as the Day of the Dead. And I apologize, I am terrible at languages. Um, I'm not meaning to butcher that. So this book is by Aidan Thomas and was published in 2020 by Swoon Reads. Aiden Thomas is a trans Latinx author from California, but currently living in Oregon. And they use they, them per their author page for pronouns. Cemetery Boys is their first published book, but it's actually their second written book optioned for publishing. They also have a third book that recently just came out. As for the plot, Yedrel, a trans teen, wants nothing more than to be accepted by his family and take up the responsibilities of a brujo. Meanwhile, Julian is the the first ghost he has the chance to assist, but things are not so simple when Julian wants to make sure his friends are okay. And again, I apologize now. I can just, my mouth is not handling those words well. Uh, I just, I want to point out too, I don't, you might not have seen me in the chat that I just put in there, but I had pulled up a short video of the author talking about the book and he, they pronounce Julian's name as Julian. Oh, okay. In the audiobook, I could have sworn they said Julian. Yeah, I did not know either when I was reading the book, but then I just, I was listening to the video right now while you're doing the okay, intro then and yeah. We'll use, we'll use Julian then. That works. Um, yeah, since Yadriel that's how the author. Julian. Okay, so let's start with Julian then. What did you guys think of him? Are you addressing a strip this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sarah, what did you think of Julian? I forget. Thank you guys you. need me to call on you like a teacher. <laughs> you do, again, or else it comes into that awkward moment, which, what if we started talking at the same time? Just Oh, no. Don't be, embarrassment. So, don't be so excited to share thoughts simultaneously. Well, I'm, I'm never excited to share thoughts in the first place. So the horror of having someone start talking at the same time. Oh, boy. Uh, Julian, I like Julian. Okay. I, the first time I read this, I was like, Julian is Sarah's character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I just like, I like feel like, and I could be wrong. I feel like he would easily be your favorite character in the book. I believe that that is true. Because he's just got that boy vibe that you like in your young adult boys, which sounds creepy <laughs> now that I have expressed that. But, like, those are the characters you prefer. Yeah, yeah it is true. In literature and in video games, um, that character archetype or whatever you want to call it. Co complete with the, like, shaved, barely there hair, tattoos, grumpy, kind of spacey. Did he have doesn't tattoos? Do Ah, yes, I believe he had a tattoo. I could be mistaken, but I thought he did. Let me look up the I character I don't remember parts. mention of a tattoo, but I mean, if he did, it's not a drawback, that's for sure. <laughs> um, Let me see. Oh, the character card doesn't really show anything because he's got the jacket on. I could have sworn, but I could be mistaken. Um. But yeah, I was just like, this is Sarah's character. He did have a scar. Wait, did he have a scar? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry, I read like three you books. You two are hilarious. 
I think he had a small scar on his eyebrow or something that gets mentioned. Yeah. I'm like, scars are cool. Like, you know, <laughs> that's a bonus right there. Um, I'm trying to look up the character cards because this is something really cool that the author does is they um, have character cards designed and part of their promos for early um, purchasing is that they include these character cards. Yeah, okay, I, I was saw mistaken. that for the Trials. Oh, you can buy them right now. They still have them for cemetery boys sorry um <laughs> but it doesn't look like he has so maybe i was mistaken about the tattoos although other characters that you like do have tattoos so yeah um that would not have been a on the realm okay so you liked him anything particular that you were drawn to about the character just the general attitude uh yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, just like that sassiness and roughness. Yeah. I love the representation of what is essentially ADHD with that character. Mm. With, with the inability to like keep focus. And it's not because he doesn't want to focus. He just, if it doesn't interest him, he doesn't want to discuss it. And and having a sister who has ADD, there are times when you're having a conversation with her. If it's not the conversation she wants to be having, no retention. So <laughs> that seemed very on point. Uh, what did you think, Kim? I I, I really liked him. I, I liked um, his protectiveness. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was unfolded very nicely it was just little bits here and there that really conveyed how how protective he was of everybody that he decides is his family um so yeah i liked him oh yes sarah's other favorite thing is found families so yeah (laughs) (laughs) being part of a found family like instantly gave him kudos points in her brain i'm sure um yes i also liked his relationship with his brother loving but there was clearly like generational traumas that both of them were trying to process and manage and expectations from each other as to who they were supposed to be and their inability to quite meet each other um so i liked that representation as well with him uh trying to think of anything else about him that you guys want to talk about no okay sarah what about i'm going to say this wrong because my brain just blitzed yedriel Yes, thank you. What were your thoughts? Uh, uh, what is that hanging from the ceiling? Uh, Yadriel, uh, is that always there? I don't know if that is. Sorry, now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay, man. it's not important, Sarah. Just uh, let's see. Um, Gadriel was, yeah, I you know I like Gadriel. Um, okay. Honestly, this book, my retention on it is is there, but. I feel like since this is a reread, yeah, since it was a reread, though, it's like, doesn't have as much impact. I don't know. This book, I don't think it's, it doesn't work as well for me as like a reread, 
or I would have needed more time, even though it's been like a year. I just. Well, you had to rush it too, because you, Murphy, you don't get coffee. Yeah. The library didn't get it in until late. Uh, so I did kind of have to blitz through it again. But I, I guess I didn't have really strong feelings about Yadriel, but I liked him. I He didn't like annoy me or anything like that. Um, I found his perspective interesting and refreshing in some ways. Uh, but, so, yeah, I. I <laughs> I was going to say, so for me, and I don't know if this is the case for you, I think this book was the first time I had the opportunity to read a book from a trans character's perspective. I had had seen trans characters in different books, but not them as the main character where you're inside their head, their thoughts, and their emotions, um, which is what stuck with me the first time I read this, is the idea that... Yadriel, Yadriel's. Call him Yads. Can you handle Yads? No, it's the it's the beginning YA that's giving me issues, but his perspective of transitioning and having some family members who can easily accept it, some family members who really just <clears throat> cannot seem to wrap their head around it, and then on top of that, the whole magic confirming for him what his identity truly is i thought was very interesting and very fascinating um and made this like an instant love for me for this book would you agree sarah is in terms of trans representation i don't know if this is the first one i read with a trans main character uh pov because i think i'd read another at least one other trans book around the same time um, or a book with a trans main character, I should say. But I do feel like this one felt pretty comprehensive, more so than other ones that I had read. Um, Let me clarify. Yeah. This was the first time I knew for sure that the author was also trans. So I felt like the accuracy of the representation was like, Oh, I don't think I've ever read a, a book with a trans main character where the author was not also trans. Um, which which tends to be the case now. Most of the time when I find trans books, it is trans authors. But this was the first time I came across a clearly identifying as a trans individual and also doing the perspective from a trans individual. So. Yeah. I do yeah. think it's more commonplace now in the last couple of years. It is massively picked up, which is great. Uh, I mean, an example is we just did one like a few weeks ago. Did we though? I mean, what order do these get released? Yes, yes. Um, that I would not have said that if it didn't happen before. Oh yeah, because it's it was a Halloween one and this we one, one is and this for is November for the 1st. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you guys ruin the magic all the time. <laughs> no as if you don't sometimes i swear i do sometimes so what did you think kim with having a trans main character um <laughs> i don't think that's what you thought i was gonna ask <laughs> it is absolutely not what i thought you were gonna ask um like you i enjoyed the perspective yeah that's all i can get out of my head 
Did we warn like listeners in this recording that Kim is high? No. I know we did in the last one, but like. Which comes out drink. after this. But yes, Kim <laughs> Kim had an unfortunate reaction to medicine and is high on Benadryl. Um, so she's about as aware as Mur- Murphy. She doesn't want you in there with her. She's about she's as aware as, as Murphy? I am. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. For other people, that doesn't quite explain it. But ye- yes, and that is accurate. Um, so yeah, Kim is struggling for logical thoughts as she <laughs> blink, blink, blinks. <laughs> um, so because you asked me specifically about that, I had to then come up with an answer because I was massively ADD brain and doing the conversation early yep. instead of the actual conversation. And so I was off on my own thoughts. So yeah, you, um, you had anticipated a, a certain direction and the conversation did not yep. go that direction. We went off yep. script. I, yeah, she went off script. I was on my script. I had it. <laughs> so what was your script going to be about? What I, you know, I, I was just, I was expecting you to just ask me how I like him. Right. Okay. And what I, I was going to go with was the fact that it seems to me this author was able to do something that I haven't seen much anymore. And that is he, uh, they, sorry, they adjusted the hero's journey. So it didn't come across as a straight hero's journey. Um, I would, if, if I wanted to and had the time for it, I would actually go through and break down the hero's journey on that one, just to see where it is that certain events happen. Um, in the book you know like there's the denial and the you know the refusal and those the same yes i i don't remember uh, no no there there's there's the there's like the denial at the beginning and then there's the actual refusal of whatever consequence further on if i remember correctly um yeah but so and then yeah, you get to the point a, of no return yeah it's, it's a bit bit of a different take on a hero's journey which i mean basically most all books are a hero's journey of some sort but um i like i like the difference in this one nice i hadn't even considered that i was so busy like looking at the world building and the character building that i hadn't even taken into account the hero's journey aspect of it so i would be curious to go back and see what that breakdown looks like um and Sarah looks like we have lost her. <laughs> I'm paying attention. I'm paying the most attention that anyone has ever paid. <laughs> so what were we discussing? Oh, the hero's journey. And that you hadn't taken it into account. You were focusing more on the world building and <laughs> whatnot. I think we've discussed this in the past. It doesn't mean you were paying attention. It just means you're able to regurgitate what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like you were looking at it from a hero's journey perspective but you didn't want to get into the hero's journey or you couldn't break it down right now because your mind isn't all there or something like that and then Amberly was like oh that's interesting because you know I hadn't really looked at it that way I don't understand what <laughs> other level of comprehension <laughs> I need to exhibit to show that I was actually <laughs> listening at least with one ear perhaps okay so both. Are you familiar with the hero's journey? Fuck, this isn't an English class. <laughs> I'm familiar with it in the sense that I encounter it in books and shit, but I don't know all the different steps. Okay. So not okay. Quiz me. I'm going to fail whether I'm paying attention or not. 
<laughs> well, no, I was more going to be like, do you have a, a point of, you know, anything oh, to say to it? That Which would be proof that you're engaging. at my phone <laughs> because I was like, here's journey. This sounds like English class. I'm a, I'm going to read some <laughs> articles until this goes back to a more interesting <laughs> topic for me. Okay. Okay. So we then have Ma- Maritza. What'd you guys think of her? I want to go first. Um, okay. That's good. <laughs> I liked the fact that even though, she, you know, she's a secondary character, um, she still got to be part of the re- resolution of everything. Um, I kind of got worried towards when she started complaining that, that Yads was paying too much attention to Julian. Um, and she, she was jealous. I mm-hmm. kind of thought they were the writer was going to go in a weird direction, or not. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god! You were thinking maybe that that's the point. He was the the author. They were going to use the opportunity to like pull Maritza out of the story and then just drop yeah. her back in by the ending. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I can see where you would think that. And I was pleasantly surprised when that wasn't the case. The fact that we can address emotions, but those emotions don't have to drive us. Yep. So. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Any thoughts on the character? Well, I mean, her role seemed predetermined because, or predestined, however you want to say it, because they spent time going over the healing properties of the Bruja, or what, how, yeah, um, and how she didn't want to heal because she didn't want to use blood because she was vegan or something, vegetarian. Yeah. Vegan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's like, because well, I remember. Uh, the tamales and the mom saying i even made it with that vegan cheese hopefully it actually melts this time <laughs> oh that's right okay yeah uh yeah so i don't know it seemed obvious that she was going to have to save someone's life especially because they also took time to explain that that's not a thing that happens anymore yeah Bringing people back from the dead so it's like well that's going to change by the end of this book <laughs> um she she's fine i i thought she was good as a supporting character but I didn't have any strong feelings about her one way or another, especially once the dogs came in. Um, I like because dogs. you disliked the dogs. Yeah, I don't like dogs. dogs. I was like, oh, great. Now we have these. Oh. Now I have to imagine these smelly dogs drooling and being idiots in these scenes. And I was like, Ugh, no, thank you. I'm sorry, but I'm not a dog person and I'm especially not a pit bull person. So it just kind of brought it down for me. Um, I adored the dog. I mean, not that it was an like, accurate portrayal. I was like, yeah, uh, that sounds good. It's right. a pit bull. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friendly, not necessarily aware of their bodies where they are, and maybe they'll look exuberant. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Personal pet peeve is like when authors start bringing in like dogs as characters. I'm just like, mm. which is so funny because you didn't mind hounded. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure the dog talked in that one. So. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> and he was an Irish wolfhound, which yeah, I don't have any particular 
biases? Yeah, like I've never really had to deal with one in real life before. And so like, it's like, yeah, it's a dog, but could be okay. worse. We have two that live down the street if you want to come meet them. I don't they're know the so people, but gorgeous. I'm willing to, oh, they're gorgeous. I'm willing to knock on their door blind <laughs> and, or not blind, cold. Uh, so you can encounter an Irish wolfhound. They're huge. Or, or we should have to just get one. You don't have room for an Irish wolfhound, a St. Bernard and a Great Dane in your house at the same time. You just don't. And that's that not just even sounds like a, That just sounds like a new kind of challenge. No, no, I, I'm, I'm done with the, I'm done with the pets. Once they go, they go. Maybe, oh, maybe you say you that now. I settle down. And I was like, yeah. We'll see. We will see how that resolution holds up. After retirement, like, I've heard that before. <laughs> after retirement, and once we're done, you know, traveling or doing whatever else we do, we do intend to get a pair of Irish wolfhounds. No. So, anyways, we were talking about pit bulls before this. <laughs> I just got distracted. Um, before that, we were talking about Maritza. Yes, um, that is true. Well, I was going to say, so I love her. I think she is an excellent foil for Yadriel. Um, where he maybe sometimes lacks confidence. She has confidence where he's straightforward. She's willing to lie. Like, they were just a, like a good pair i can see like a, like friends you know yeah well written as friends yeah well like and family that. friends at that yeah like you you knew that these were the two that because they were just close enough in age they kept getting stuck having to play with each other when they were younger and then finally that actually grew into like a legitimate friendship where they relied on each other and i think it really emphasized like the community aspect of the book as well and i need to pause real quick Okay, sorry about that. So I was talking about how I thought they were like a really good representation of their like family community that they were in. Um, and I actually got to the end of it and was like, I would totally be okay with like a second book focusing on like Maritza and, you know, expanding her storyline in some capacity. Um, so I remember that from the first time I read it, which I guess is a perfect segue into the whole Latinx community representation in this. What did you guys think about that? Particularly since we're just north of Los Angeles. Sarah. I mean, I can't say that it's, if I know it's accurate or not, but. <laughs> You're not part well, of the <laughs> Latinx community. <laughs> I know, shocker, but um, I mean, it felt like it was pretty authentic from my you know outsider point know. of view yeah oh man though i mean like you know my coworkers, um a lot of them are latinx uh and so like they mentioned certain foods and stuff like conchas i was like oh my god i miss those i want a concha so bad <sighs> i haven't had one since the pandemic and everyone went home and yeah the other day I was like I wonder if I could message Sarah and have her ask one of our co-workers where it is they get them because I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in Oxnard and I'm now in Oxnard three days a week I'm like I could go get conscious yeah I'm not sure it sounded like 
at least one of the girls sounded like she got them from like i don't know some bakery just yeah mexican bakery bakery uh so i don't think the food trucks have those the food trucks had like the fresas clima which i also miss um but i had that recently um and there's like Bayarta has them but i've never had their particular version so i don't know if they're the same quality yeah um, i saw conches in the store the other day and i was looking at it it's like i really want you but i know you don't taste good enough <laughs> i've had the store-bought ones they don't taste as good oh. as the ones that our coworkers were bringing from the mexican market basically yeah um that they got them from or the mexican bakery they were getting them from i was like yeah ralph's does not have the same standard oh yeah ralph's <laughs> so like, i think Bayardo um, would be kind of closer in terms of quality but yeah not ralph's not ralph's yeah <laughs> so kim looks completely and utterly lost have you ever had concha no, I I was just looking up what they look like. No, I never had one. Really? Really? I'm gonna have to figure out a way to resolve that because they are amazing. They are okay. Go for good. it. Maybe I'll try to make my own. <laughs> that can't go horribly wrong. <laughs> no, it'll be good. I promise, Sarah, if I manage to figure out where to buy some, I will let you know when I get some so you can come over and steal one. Because <laughs> I am sure you would drive all the way over here just for a good concha. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, gas Maybe. prices are a little True. steep right now. My car is not exactly efficient, but uh, let's see. It's cool, though, so it makes up for the inefficiency. Oh, the car. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant the weather. I was like, no, no, I'm not sure that I see the connection there. Because <laughs> there wasn't one. Yeah. Okay. So, as you pointed out, we obviously are not well versed in the Latinx community. Um, so, we can't like massively discuss on that. However, I will say I liked the idea of the ownership this community clearly took over of their space um and so like a part of me very much wants to know that there's some graveyard somewhere in you know la that some community has taken over and turned it into like their central place of meeting and interacting and you know being a, a community and a family um particularly given that we were told so many of the characters have different heritages to them and so while they're a family, there's a sense that maybe they aren't all just biologically related, but that they're a family because they're all part of the Latin community. So in my brain, I want to believe that there's such a space down in LA. I mean, I don't know that there'd be specifically a cemetery, but I am sure that there is. Oh no, in my brain, there needs to be a cemetery. With ghosts <laughs> running around. Oh, okay, now you're really around. kind of venturing outside the realm of possibility, but sure. You know what? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe your brain needs to be bigger, more open-minded. Maybe there is a cemetery full of ghosts. I just, <laughs> I don't really see that, but sure. <laughs> awesome. 
Now, no cemetery I've run around in and played in had active ghosts, but you never know. You, well, you weren't know. running around surprised. In, you weren't running around in the middle of the night. No, I was too young for that. Would have yep. loved to. Would have loved to. And it was closed in the middle of the night. So. What are we doing? There we go. I was waiting for someone to break the silence. How long is it going to take before someone says something? I I got to that point too. I was like, who's going to break first? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then we have obviously the resolution of the story. So were you guys happy that Julian came back? Are you mad? Indifferent? What did you think, Kim? Um, I'm. I guess indifferent. I. I. I suspected it was going to happen, so it, it was just matter of how they were going to work it out. And I obviously knew that it was going to be the um, the healing process and all of that that they can do. Um. But yeah, I, it didn't bother me. Okay. Sarah. Um, so I do remember now that you posed this question, the first time I had to read this, well, it not had to, but the first time that I had the opportunity to read it and did, I was reluctant because I did not want to read a book where like the love interest is a ghost because it's like, when they're dead in the ghost, it's like, what's the fucking point? What, where's the story going to go? It can't go anywhere because one of the characters is dead. So it's just going to be like, they fall in love and then like one of them's gone. And okay. I remember that. Cause I kept saying, Sarah, you must time. read this. And you were like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. and I was like, so yeah, I was, I remember reading it and I was like, and I did suspect, I think early on too, that I was like, okay, he's probably not dead, dead. I think it was like when Yadriel couldn't cut his tether the first time. Um, yeah. I was like, okay. So, but still, even so, reading through the book, it was like, is this fucker better come back to life or else I'm going to be pissed? And so, you know, it's like, okay, good. Everything is as it should be. So there was relief, I guess. Relief and like at least some satisfaction from that because, yeah, I would have been, I would have had a very different reaction if that had not happened. So the first time I read it, I was like, I was like, Amberly, don't get attached. She's a ghost. Don't get attached. She's a ghost. We know where this is going. This is going to be tragic. He's a ghost. It's happening on the day of death of the dead. He's a ghost. Don't get attached. Okay. And then I started getting attached. I was like, okay, okay. They can see each other once a year. They can see each other once a year. We're good. We're good. This is okay. And then they find the way to save him and I was bawling happy tears I've Mm -hmm. never happy cried before because of a book but I was like tears big fat crocodile tears were just streaming down my face because I was so happy that he was not actually a ghost and gonna die um so I loved that and I thought the author did a good job foreshadowing it but like still keeping just enough tension oh yes Sarah so when they explicitly said that he could not come back once he disappears, were you then crushed up until you found out that he could come back to, or that they could bring him back to life? Oh, or I was like, heal him. 
I was like, oh no, okay, okay, it's okay, it's okay. We, you know, I'm like, the title set me up for this. <laughs> we knew this was coming. I'm like, and I'm like looking at how many, like how much is left. And I'm like, okay, we got a chapter, maybe two chapters. That's just enough for an endowment where like Yadriel could like move on and we get to see him like coming to terms with it. Like, or, or something could happen. And so I just kept reading, just like worried. And then it happened. And that's when I was like happy crying. <laughs> so yeah, no, I was, I was nervous. It, it definitely, this one for me played with my emotions um, just because I wasn't sure. And, and particularly because I have read a decent number of, sorry, a decent number of Latin based books. And I will be honest, a lot of the more traditional Latin literature is not geared to always having a happy ending. So I legitimately was like, okay, following the young adult formula, yes, this will turn out well. Following the Latin formula, it may not. Um, so for me, while I was like, I think there's a possibility here, I didn't trust which way the author was going to go in terms of which literary style they were going to lean more towards for ending the book. Hmm. So, I mean, you think about like Mexican Gothic's another one that we do did. It's not necessarily like a happy ending. Wasn't really tragic either, though. No, that one was pretty neutral. But like most Latin books, like the community manages to move on, but it doesn't like the individual doesn't always get a happy ending. It's more about the group surviving and thriving as opposed to an individual person's gratification so at least from my experience with what I've read um it's probably because you're reading a lot of gothic books and sad books no 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 no. my latin books are based off of my literary class that I took um oh, and just general reading literary books no 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 and just like for their happy endings and I just from like the general like Latin books I read, I actually follow a TikToker. I cannot think of her name. Um, South Palm. Just a second, because I like I would like to think for people who want to find good um, Latin book recommendations. Where is it? There we go exclusive palm beach living she is on where did sarah go <laughs> it's a napkin oh so if you want to follow someone on book talk side of tiktok a hand. who 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 exclusively recommends latin x books primarily exclusive palm beach living is who i recommend she does a wonderful job of recommending tons of books um she's who i tend to go to when i'm looking for a latin book because i do enjoy latin literature um now that i have said the word latin over and over again a lot, a lot. <laughs> um yeah, I was I was happy tearing at the end of this because I didn't trust which way the book was going to go, even though I, oh, Murphy. I don't know that that sentence made sense. <laughs> he he jumped up lot. on. <laughs> Murphy jumped up onto my computer and I was afraid he was going to close the program. Murphy, so. of course, being a cat for those who are 
unaware. Yeah, we're <laughs> a cat. He's purring wildly at the moment. I don't think you guys can hear it. Um, no. Yes, I know. Sorry. Uh, any other thoughts, comments? Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but why do I keep playing with these napkins? I can't. <laughs> I set them we aside. All... Um, but. I'm sorry. Like, I do wish, how do I phrase this? Um, I honestly don't know how to say what I want to say. Uh, so there's the Jaguar clause, you know? I just wish mm-hmm. that it had been presented in a way that it was less obvious that that was going to be the thing, like, the whole time. Like, the author just throws this out there with, like, the aunt or the grandma. The grandmother, other. Yep, grandmother asking, like, where they are, and then we get this exposition slash info dump like twice as to what they are for and it's just like so even early on when Yadriel is in the church and he's like man I could feel this energy beneath my feet that's so weird like at no point he's like maybe I should check and see if this church has a basement and that shit might be going down there no for some reason this does not occur to him he's like eh, might be this ghost person even though you know this is a really strange phenomenon that I've not felt before. So like the whole book, I was waiting for them to go back to the church and like go under the church, dude. And he just took forever to get there. Yeah, that was, I think, one of the weaker parts of the story is that was so obvious. However, at the same time, I was like, okay, I can understand why Yadriel maybe didn't like think to explore initially because like he had just become a brujo um so he didn't know for sure that this wasn't something that was a ramification of the choice that he was making and i think the author attempted to like present that option there at the beginning when they info dumped that um however then having the abuela like constantly asking where the jaguar talon thingies were i was like okay well those are clearly yeah the the jaguar clause (laughs) of the evil god like yeah goodness I hope that's not going to be relevant later on. (laughs) So that's what I was saying to like this book, the rereadability for me is kind of low because it's like, especially once you've gotten everything confirmed for you the first time, you get really impatient going through like this random side quest to find Julian's friends and then dealing with Julian's brother. And it's like, just go to the church, just go to the church, just go to the church. Um, yeah, so that was like the one thing, and that's yeah. I was about to give away my star rating, but um, save that for later. Well, I will say, however, that that matches my expectations for a young adult book because this is definitively a young adult book. So for us as adults, that's very predictable, very clear, very like okay, that's obvious. But maybe for a young adult that may not have been in such an obvious like hint flag, you know noticeable or it was made easy so that way then you could focus on the other aspects that are being presented in this book that aren't typical to books so i was more forgiving of it i think (laughs) it's like i feel like when it's right there in your face it's like that's distracting because you're just waiting for the characters to catch up and you're just like drumming your hands going (laughs) yep i guess we could go to the under the bridge to see these people at this random park or we could go back to the church where the weird energy is 
and probably those missing jaguar claws yeah it was just uh I what about you kim like what did you think didn't mean to cut you off sarah about what <laughs> oh look who wasn't paying attention this time I'm no trying. i'm trying no. <laughs> she looked like she was gonna say something about halfway through that and then like i just watched all thought I just was, slip and it slip went away it went away <laughs> but my i didn't know if she might be able to out of my ears your brains you have multiple brains I mean, people tend to refer to brain as brains. Thank you, Sarah. I would say my brain is dripping out of my ear, not my brains are dripping out of my ear. I feel like you could say either and it would be considered oh. normal. No, no, okay, well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to defend that, so. <laughs> Murphy, you don't need to cuddle the microphone the goober okay so did you did you find that the plot was too predictable kim yes okay does that bother you the for the, was the i figured out the uncle was the bad bad guy the minute he entered the scene when he first <laughs> was introduced into the book i'm like well there's your bad like guy this tall shady fucker i, yeah. know I don't think he was to. tall he was he's tall and lanky is yep, that what it they was said? Described that way. Yeah. Now I'm yep. just picturing Bruno from Encanto. <laughs> Very different characters there, but yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually don't think I clued in that it was the uncle for a while, but I knew the jaguar claws were there and that it was under the church. I the moment those things were introduced. I had suspicions about the uncle, um, just with how outsider he was. And he seemed like intent on being seen as an outsider. That I was like, ah, you're, you're really trying to victim yourself here, dude. <laughs> I did think it was interesting that the villain was like, he was portrayed, which I mean, probably was just to, try to divert suspicion off of him but he was portrayed as being more accepting and um accepting and like just close with yadriel yeah even though he was actually just you know murdering peeps in this basement church um, <laughs> it's, an, it's a nice testament to <sighs> that is so weird um <laughs> Did I went blank again and it was seconds seconds from when you spoke I am not doing well um <laughs> uh, I don't remember what I was gonna say you sounded like you were on such a trip you were just like it just it's such a that's so weird like there was no like true pause I think your brain thought there was a massive pause but like you read the like, pause <laughs> But yeah, you I said was it was such a testament. And then... right, hold on, hold on. Learning that bad people can also be good people is is something that people should learn. So yeah. I thought yeah. that was a good component of the book. 
Um, so yeah, that was my big revelation that I was just going to say a few minutes ago. It took me that long to get it to come out of my head. But you got there. I got there. Yay! yay. I agree, though. I like the idea that we have someone who is clearly doing a bad thing, but had good, like, values for the main character. And so, like, this idea well, that there is gray. He wasn't a mustache twirling bad guy. It was he he not a cartoon villain. Yeah, yeah. he felt like he what he was doing, he was doing for the right reasons. He thought bringing back the old magic and all of that would be actually better for them. So you can have good intentions and do bad things. So yeah. Okay, any other thoughts? Any other characters that you guys wanted to talk about? I wanted to kick his dad in the teeth so bad in the beginning. It's just like, oh, dude. Yeah. It, 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 and, and I understand that it takes people different time frames when it comes to a family member coming out and, and saying this about themselves. And, and then they have to, the other family members have to get a grasp on that. And it's hard to do. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I don't remember what the beginning of that sentence was. <laughs> you wanted to kick his dad in the teeth. Oh, was how you started. The teeth. His dad was an asshole, but he, I mean, he <laughs> came through in the end. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting to have the father figure who was struggling and the mother figure that was lost, that clearly was accepting and encouraging. Um, and then you have the abuela who is just like, so loving but no clue that what she is saying and doing is harmful yeah Uh, i don't know why you would relate to that part of the story (laughs) for for context for people my grandmother is very much like that she is Mm -hmm. a well-meaning human being who absolutely adores her family and regularly says things that you want to go why why did that issue out of your mouth um so yep. yes, I could very much relate to the struggle of having a grandparent who was not as well intentioned as they thought they were. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Are you can can you relate to that at all? All my grandparents died when I was a youngin. Okay, so... I couldn't remember if that was the case no. for you or not. You don't you have any the... old people in your family that. So yeah, we got a couple that we captured a couple decades ago. No, Um, (laughs) no, I mean, like, and I'm so estranged from the rest of my family because my parents just like left across the country. Even if my grandparents were alive, they would be strangers to me, basically. So it's always just been like mom and dad or the the top of the tier. Really? Uh, Yeah. So. That. but again they all died anyway so and they can't come back as ghosts to get to know you <laughs> nope they cannot because ghosts are not real allow Just me to like believe <gasps> to all our the young Easter children is, it's totally real and he does sound like Hugh Jackman don't even well, that's some lore that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> Me either. There's a movie called The Rise of the Guardians, and Jackman voices the bunny. 
You know what? I think I've seen that movie, but I don't remember there being a rabbit. Yeah, there's a rabbit. Maybe I haven't seen that movie then. With with Chris Pine as Jack Frost and oh, Jude Law as that. like I don't know who was who who was doing voices, but I do remember there was Jack Frost character, so I assume it must be and that the little Sandman, and then the big buff like Russian looking Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, there was uh, an Easter bunny who had an Australian accent. It was Hugh Jackman. Huh, okay. Yeah, well. Uh, didn't remember but that to in the moment. To be fair, my nephew used to be very obsessed with that movie, so we did watch it, he and I, pretty regularly because I was one of the few people willing to watch it multiple times with him. <laughs> I so, see. Yes. Um, but anyways, uh, any other thoughts? Or have all thoughts left the building, Kim? Is this book getting a sequel? Uh, I could have sworn that I had seen something. Oh, wait. I think it says on Goodreads, Cemetery Boys number one. The sequel is set to release for fall of 2024. Oh, that's a long time from now. <laughs> That's a whole whopping year, but that's because um the sun trials just came uh, it's out. It's 2022, girls. So that's two years. From oh, now. two years. That's because the sun trials just came out. Ah, these authors just focus on one book at a time, man. I don't know. Sun trials. I'm is, kidding. Or sun bearers. Sorry, is really good. Yeah, I was kidding. Anyway, uh, uh-huh. does it say what it's going to be about? Is there any details? Hmm. no well oh yeah they only just announced this last june this june june 28th they posted a i'm writing a sequel happy pride and it's cemetery boys with all of the care the teenage characters and that's the the only details they gave that's a tease let's see here um it says oh okay oh it says cemetery boys 2 the hotly anticipated ya sequel toward told from julian's point of view julian's point of view pitched as the sixth sense meets final destination when a monster starts creating malingo spirits in east la Uh, okay not a lot of details there but cool 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 but julian's point of view oh right you said that and just whoop right over my head yeah 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 um i think we have lost him (laughs) oh did we (laughs) i'm not asleep i want to be asleep i'm not asleep all right so let's go ahead and get into our ratings so we can put kim out of her misery oh take her out you don't have to back like (laughs) take her out back like a dog i did not water the lawn or the garden that's all right they'll be dead by morning i didn't water yesterday too so oh yeah okay anyways sarah what was your excitement yeah i think it's excitement so how exciting did you find this book Uh, 
I'm trying to think of it as if I'd read it for the first time. I guess I will give it a 4.5 because I was quite invested in hoping that Julian would come back from the dead. Uh, so I guess I was kind of invested in that element, but I will take off points for being kind of also impatient for them to get under the fucking church and just finish things. Okay. Okay. Kim. I'll give it a four. Don't ask me to provide explanation. It will not come out of my head. <laughs> what just, are like, you laughing about? The blanket, probably. <laughs> yeah you're just like slowly getting deeper and deeper into it and it's got like this weird like religious iconography veil kind of vibe going on and you just like lifted your head like oh god must i um yeah for a moment yeah. there it looked like a nun's habit um, yeah <laughs> uh, okay so my excitement i give it a five i found it very exciting very easy to read the first time i probably would have had an equally easy time the second time if my week had not been stressful so i thought the excitement was a five now ease of reading kim five okay sarah uh yeah i guess i would say probably a five as well yeah yeah I give it a five as well too I think both in terms of it's pretty traditional like young adult structure to it and even the Latin community there's enough explanation without like overbearing you with it that you don't have to know the community super well in order to be able to understand the structure and the concept going on and so then Sarah emotional reaction I would probably give it a 4.5, uh, largely for the same reasons that I rated that other one a 4.5, the excitement. Oh, I was I thought you were talking about a different book. I'm like, what book are you referring to? No, no, no. I was invested in Julian survival, but I was also frustrated by the predictability. Frustrated, yeah. And the fact that it felt like it was drawing, go, dragging on after a while okay kim what's the subject <laughs> emotional <laughs> reaction uh four okay any explanation or all explanations have left the building i i can't okay okay i i, I, I probably should have taken your offer to delay this for a week but i'm gonna i apologize I tried. Um, I gave it a five. It made me cry. It made me happy cry, as I have said. So instant five, where it follows the rule and is not the exception to Sarah's annoyance. <laughs> okay. And then Kim, overall rating. Five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you, you sure? laughing at me? <laughs> because you said that like oh. you weren't sure like you were like is the number five the number i meant to come out of my mouth all right so here we go the reason why it took me a second is because i didn't give everything else a five and and in my brain even though i just won't do this i was trying to average what i had said before <laughs> 
to come up with because that seemed the appropriate way to rate the book. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I do yeah, that sometimes too. Yeah, that's why I hesitated because that was too much math to math. It, 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 I knew I had given it a five on Goodreads. And I knew if I said it was less than a five that Sarah would point out to me that I had said it was a five on Goodreads. And then I, then I transitioned into, but there's, you know, there's statistics here. We've got numbers. We can divide, we can subtract, you know, there's a way to come up with an average that would make it the overall book. But I, I don't know that do that's it. true. If you had a bunch of fours and you're trying to get it up to a five, you're going to need higher numbers than that. Well, I would have brought my number down. If I, oh, okay. If I could have found the average, I would have brought my number down but yeah that wasn't working okay Sarah did I ask you what your overall rating was you didn't no okay didn't. okay what was it uh I'm pretty sure on Goodreads I gave it a four back when I first read it which I think would still be accurate because again I just cannot forgive the, the heavy-handed foreshadowing and just, just go beneath the church my friends um <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't qualify it at all in my rating and I just gave it a four so I'm gonna stick with four okay I gave it a five this is one of those books that whenever someone comes up to me and they go I want to read a trans book but I don't want know what to read or I want to read a young adult book or I, but I don't know what to read or I want a pride book but I don't know what to read this is the first thing out of my mouth Cemetery Boys is always the first thing out of my mouth. I absolutely adore this book. I think it is a perfect jumping off point on all of those things to include the Latin community. Um, it made me cry. It, you know, I'm excited for a sequel. And yeah, it's a five. And I do have a quote. I don't know if anybody else has a quote. I don't know that nope. Kim could find a quote if she tried. I didn't know we were still doing quotes. It's been a long time. Read your Only quote. I'm looking. Okay. So I did highlights uh, and stuff in this. Okay. I loved queer folks are like wolves, Julian told him. We travel in packs. And mm. I thought that is accurate. <laughs> I liked, I did a quote. Um, Navigating pronouns was a minefield when language was based on gender. Mm -hmm. oh. And that made me finally go, or not finally, but go, oh, how do you do that? Oh, yeah. It's not easy when every word is based off of a, a gender. Because um, even in Spanish, even the they's and them's are not like neutralized yeah, and they's and them's. They're, they're feminine. You have feminine they's and them's and you have masculine they's and them's. Uh, and when you have a mixed group, you rely on the masculine they's and them's. So <laughs> I remember that from the first time I was like, oh, that's got to be painful. And you said that French is the same way, Sarah? Yeah. And I just, I've wondered that before, not even just with this book mentioning it, but just when learning French, it's like, how do they, it just, it seems complicated and, you know, like a minefield, I guess. So what I know a lot of people in the Latin community do is they put that X instead of the A or the O at the end of words. 
Um, I don't know how much further beyond that they expand into gender neutrality, but the big thing that's been taken over is instead of saying Latin or Latina um, or Latino, they just say Latinx or, but if, for them, they don't say the X like we do. It's, it's almost a drop sound. Um, but they use an X instead of an A or an O in order to neutralize certain words. If that helps. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts? No, Sarah, anything else? No. Okay. Everything. All right. Well, then, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sounds. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as on Instagram such as Aww. Instagram or TikTok, you can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>